You are now listening to The Black Spark, a podcast about actively balancing healthy relationships, mindful parenting, and mental and physical wellness in this crazy world. I guarantee that I will spark the brain that will change the world. And that's our job, is to spark somebody else watching us. Welcome to The Black Spark. Welcome to The Black Spark. I'm your host, Nia. And I'm your host, Adai. And we're at episode 19. How was your week? My week has been eventful. I mean, I am in the world, on this earth, in this nation right now. Anybody week ain't been eventful? I don't know where they at. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, nah, it's been a good week. Like, Tuesday I got to talk to my moms, and like, it's not a regular just checking in, like, how you doing type stuff. Because I was like, yo, mom, we gotta talk. Like, the world's crazy. Like, like can we catch up? Can we actually talk to each other? That's nice. And so we got, like, I don't know, 45 minute, maybe an hour long conversation Tuesday morning, which is really nice. So I got to just connect with her. We ended up talking about my father because he and I have been texting. You know, he's doing his revolution thing on the other side of the country. And I'm connecting with folks over here. So, like, I'm feeling good about that. We ain't talked in a minute. We got some plans. So that's exciting. And I got to talk to my brother. So catching up to family has been real catching up with family has been really nice plus we did the black spark speaks yep we had the first one the week before and then we had a super successful one in my opinion <laughs> this past thursday like that shit was hot it was live well online. you want to tell them who we did it so, with yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. we did it. the black spark speaks <laughs> with life coach and family therapist aaron bernard mm-hmm. which is he's amazing like yo my other co- my colleague was like yo i caught the live it was on fire i got a few pieces of feedback from different people that really love seeing him in there so and they like our chemistry and i was like that's my family yo. like we good yeah so, that was that was a lot of fun yeah for anybody who missed it it was so live we had to do an after party <laughs> so go on and click on the click on our bio two check hours us out. worth of us just yucking it up yucking it up having a good time and dropping gems <laughs> so that was cool um and then i mean my, my my best friend from from elementary junior high school high school was in there grew up together so he was like yo when you gonna interview me i was like well get on the list hop in bro <laughs> so that's good so I'm, I'm excited we're growing small but it's gonna be a good time so I'm, I, I like doing it in all of that being said i feel like i'm feeling my calling calling to me so like oh there's um, a calling yeah i've been called you know many are called only few are chosen and so i feel it happening i felt it for a long time but you know with the rat race you get distracted and so the things are i've been letting go and i'm not resisting what there is to be done and so i'm slowly easing myself into what it is that what's I'm the calling I'm, I'm, I can't tell anybody right now. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's still marinating. Oh, okay. It's still marinating. So you're feeling the call, but yeah, not, it's no real... It's not no, a... It's not a no, I don't mean it's not real. I mean, it's like, it's not... It's still nebulous. It's still it's still Oh, no, nah, I'm just... It's not a conference call. I ain't, t- ain't nobody else in that call. It's just me in the calling right now. So I'm not telling everybody else what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I done answered the phone. So we... we, 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 we <laughs> We plot, plan, strategize right now. Okay. And then it's gonna be a conference call. I feel like I should know though. No, you, I'm just not gonna do it on the on the on the <laughs> podcast, honey. I'm gonna tell you when we stop recording. <laughs> just don't ask me. I feel about like it. I'm late. No, we have three kids. No more. <laughs> <laughs> <Idiot>. <laughs> How are you doing, my love? 
<laughs> I don't feel I'm feeling like I was overwhelmed a lot this week. Mm. I feel like I was in my in my cave most of the week, just mm. in the room in the dark with my iPad and my phone, just mm-hmm. being by myself. So it was an interesting week. I feel like you know how they say healing or yeah, they say like healing is not linear. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like this was one of those weeks during this quarantine where I was just like not at a hundred percent. Yeah, when you're trying to, it's a chrysalis week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just needed to not be around folks. Sounds like sounds like revolutionary self care to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I just relaxed most of the week. I did a couple things. Yeah, you did. My children have been educated. <laughs> yes, the children have been educated. They've been fed. They clean. I've uh, I've supported a number of people on Postmates. Yes, yes, you have. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, you know, giving back to the community. I'm about to say, is it black on black on black, blackity black, black? Uh, no, because it's really difficult to find. In this area. No, no. it's really difficult to find vegan black owned places i only know of one and it's not in this area but that's not to say there's anything specific about this area it's just i only know of one Mm. (laughs) so i wanted to support black businesses and i did want to eat fried chicken but that's not what we're doing (laughs) why black businesses gotta be fried chicken though why you gotta be like that no like i wanted to get some roscoe oh oh, oh, (laughs) yeah did last week did we talk about the kids learning to ride their bikes or we just talked about them on the scooters Uh, well before the damn damn kids this ain't damn damn kids this is just that was a fun part of the week Mm -hmm. Kyrie was like riding around and leaning on one side of the bike and leaning on the other we kept complaining oh we gotta get these training wheels off y'all we y'all bikes blah 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 and um he just I watched him he just rode around by himself for a while Maybe for like 10 minutes, he's just riding around by himself, getting a feel for the thing. And then he comes up to me. He's like, I think I'm ready to take my training wheels off now. I think I can balance it. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So I, that was a proud mommy moment. They mm. took about five whole minutes to learn how to ride them bikes without the training right. wheels. <laughs> right. <laughs> he took the training wheels off and we're like, okay. Yeah. We'll run with you for a little while and then we're going to let you go. Five minutes. When the student is ready. The teacher appears. He taught him Zam. No, it was me. I did that. Okay. I felt like he taught himself. He did. He did. I'm just messing around. Most of the time when my hand was on their seat, I was kind of controlling them, but I was giving them as much autonomy as they could as they could muster. They caught on real fast. Only issue that I had. I don't know if you still have the video. Kyrie, they don't know how to stop properly, even though they got the foot brake. Oh my god, it's so scary. I'm like, you know you're about to crash into the wall, and then they just get all catatonic and stare at the thing they're about to crash into. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, that's not even my concern. My concern is him stopping with the $100 sneakers that I bought him. Oh, rubbing them <laughs> on the floor. He's just dragging his feet on the floor, and I'm like, that's my bad, because why does a, se- a six-year-old have $100 sneakers? But still. This is true. That's your bad. It's my no. But it's like I, the whole time you had training wheels, you knew how to stop. Right. Why all of a sudden? Because because I told him don't stop pedaling, don't stop pedaling, don't stop pedaling. <laughs> Use your back brake and Use put your, your foot damn down. Back break. Stop dragging the front. The whole front of the shoe is about to just come apart. And 
I bought those shoes because he was in school at the time and there was no dragging of the feet. Okay, okay. You know, things change. It's that COVID, <laughs> that COVID curveball on you. So that was the highlight of my week. Yeah, that was fun times. Mm-hmm. I was very proud of Kyrie because he got the confidence in himself and was like, I'm ready to do this. And I, it taught me in that moment that sometimes he just needs to sit with himself mm-hmm. to learn something. And I was super proud because there are very few things that he gets before TJ does. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the things where he, he led the way. Mm-hmm. She was still mm-hmm. not trying to do it. Mm-hmm. I gave her another few minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I feel like you got this. Mm-hmm. You ready? She's like, no. <laughs> and I used it, I was like, I mean, well, your brother did it. So, I'm like, you have better control over your body than he does. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like you could do this. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and then she did it. Mm-hmm. But I was so, so impressed by Kyrie. Like, like everything you just said, ditto. Snapped mm-hmm. it up. All right. Well, let's actually talk about them damn kids. <laughs> let's talk about them damn kids. Them damn kids. Let's talk about them damn Ooh. kids. kids so i got a two-part for you okay so today the children didn't get no education they was hanging out in their beds and playing with legos and watching tv because you was in your chrysalis and i was on call so we just doing it you know they got to eat mm-hmm. that's what they got today eating <laughs> fun i went in there a good half hour before it's time to turn off the tv because i'm like yo it's bath time they need to, they stink right now mm-hmm Went in there, told him, blah, 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 get this next episode and you're good. It's bath time. Okay, the show goes off. I come back up in there. All right, y'all, let's start cleaning up. Teacher's like, oh, I don't want to clean up. Now, before I walked in there, she was trying to chase her sister around the room, jumping on the bed. (laughs) I said, TJ, we're not doing this tonight. And then she all of a sudden, she goes into this little slump. It's like, but puppy, I'm tired. I said, and I just snapped. I said, you ain't tired. I just saw you jumping all over the place. Don't lie to me. You know how we do. We don't mm-hmm. do liars. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't lie to me. Mm-hmm. I just saw you. You got mad energy. You just don't. Just say you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I don't care. You still got to do it. It's time to clean up. But don't lie to me. Mm-hmm. So I flipped out. So she be on some, I don't, I don't have the energy. And her, sister, her little sister learned that from her. Mm-hmm. So when it's time to do something they don't want to do, all of a sudden I'm tired. Oh, I'm itchy. Wow. Oh, I'm sleepy. No, you lying. <laughs> I just saw you jumping around and chasing one another around the house. You are not tired. Don't lie to me. I don't like liars. We don't do liars in this family. So that's on her. She got a demerit for that. Oh, um, poor TJ. So we moved through the bathing experience. They cleaned the room. We good. And Kyrie talking about, Poppy, can I speak to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we talk in private? What now? <laughs> Step into my office, sir. <laughs> So we go into the room, and I said, okay, he's serious. He's talking about talking in private. So I sat down. Uh-huh. I gave him eye level. I said, yes, how, what can I do? Tell me, talk to you, man. And he does his thing with his hands. Um, Poppy, when you are talking to, T- to Tatum earlier, um, you were kind, you've been kind of mean, 
and I think you and I and and I know you were trying to get us to do stuff, but um, I think you hurt her, and you kind of talk to me like that sometimes, and I know what it feels like when you hurt people, and you're not supposed to hurt people you love. Oh my god! <laughs> and in my heart, I just exploded <laughs> with love and excitement for this boy because that's the man we want him to be. He stood up for his sisters, Aww. even to his father. That's why I didn't tell you earlier. He said, you're not supposed to hurt the people you love. Oh, my god! And I was like, yes! <laughs> oh, you are so perfect right now. So I was so proud of him. And I was like, you're right, son. You are right. And, and, you know, the asshole in me was like, yo, but she was this and she was that. She was dead. I was like, no, this is the moment. Be the change you want to see. So I was like, you're right, son. You're not supposed to hurt the people you love. You are correct. And then, like, two, three minutes later, I went to, so tell me what you think. Like, why do you think I was mean to her? Why do you think I spoke to her? Like, and he was like, you grabbed her by the arm, and then you grabbed me like that sometimes, and I know it can hurt. And he was rubbing his arm, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I did. I did, son. I did grab her by the arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I touched him. I was like, but I held, I just held her, there, and I didn't squeeze her. And he was like, oh, so you were just holding her. And then she, and then she started lying. I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, she did, Kyrie. He's like, yeah, you don't like liars. I was like, no, no, we don't, son. So we had a really good conversation. I was Aww. like, son, you are being the man I need you to be right now, even when you stand up to your father. And this is what I, this is how I need you to communicate. Aww. It was amazing. We said some other stuff That's too. Great. Um, but it was beautiful. What you got for them damn kids? Well, I just think Tatum had a really rough week. We spoke on our live about her saying. She is having a very, very bad day on Thursday. That's right. She, I think she's just having a bad week this week. Yeah. She said, I'm just having a bad day. I'm tired of living this life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm tired of living this kind of life. Eating vegan food and not going to school and not being with friends and doing work and taking showers. Taking <laughs> she, showers. She's just complaining about everything. Yeah. <laughs> she's, you know, when we spoke to... Aaron at It's Aaron Bernard. Yeah. We were asking about how can we tell, other than a child coming up to you and saying specifically, like she said, I'm tired of this life. <laughs> how can parents tell, you know, that their children might be struggling, you know, with coronavirus, lockdowns. And, and the coping strategies. Yeah. Like, how can we tell? He said, everybody is stressed and just assume that your children are stressed out. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they bounce back quicker than adults do. But just assume that they're stressed because this is not, this is a whole break to their routine. They're used to going to school and being around friends and jumping and playing and being on the playground and going to the beach. I mean, we would have been to the beach plenty of times by now. We sure would have. So This is not normal or healthy. not normal for anyone. So he was just like, assume that your children are stressed out and try to find ways to alleviate that stress. Yeah. So, but I thought it was funny at the time when she said, <laughs> I'm, bored with, I'm bored with living this life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was real. I appreciated it. I was like, we were both like, you yeah. right, TJ? Yeah. I'm, I don't like it either. Nope. <laughs> Low key, I love it because I'm with my family. <laughs> but this quarantine shit ain't the move. And lastly, today, before Kyrie's therapy session with you, <laughs> I was helping him put on his lotion. And rubbing his lotion on his belly, I said, ooh, look at these strong abs you got. 
So he squeezed real hard ah. and farted. <laughs> he was trying to just flex his muscle, but he farted. And I laughed. I said, did you just fart? And he said, yeah. He squeezed real hard again, trying to flex, and a bunch more farts came. <laughs> I was like, ew, man. And then He's he goes, dying laughing. He goes, mama, it felt like bubbles popping out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> He like got it real deep down in that yeah, laughter. He like, had a good just time with it. Trying to compliment you on your abs, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on your ass. <laughs> on your stinking ass. <laughs> damn damn kids. Damn damn kids. It's time for Ask a Die, where we read and answer a question from you, our listener family. Send your questions to it's the black spark at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at the Black Spark Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> y'all ready to ask a die? What y'all? What they been saying to you? I figured we should do something silly. We haven't done a silly question in a while. <sighs> yeah, like the, like the one time you told me it was gonna be easy. Oh, we'll no. see. The booty is for smacking or snacking. Yes. <laughs> Come on, you know my answer. Yes, wholeheartedly. <laughs> Snack it up, flip it, rub it down. <laughs> Put some butter on it Ew. and snack on it. I don't know. I think snacking is like tossing salad. Oh, is... we talking about gotta eat the booty? The, yeah. No, nah, I'm talking about the cheeks. I'm talking about the cheeks. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm not so big on the booty eating. <laughs> I mean, not groceries. We, we could talk about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Feel is it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get it out. You can't even get it out. You funny. I was going to say it's been 17 years. If it hasn't happened, I don't know if it's going to oh, happen. You don't remember that time? There was a time. Yeah, it was in Buffalo. Okay, that's just TMI. <laughs> I mean, you the one who asked a question Listen, and then posed Anonymous it. asked a question. And most, okay, okay, my bad. Yeah, I think it had happened once. It wasn't like a full-on, yo, flip it over and let's do this on purpose. Whoa. It was a collateral damage type of situation. <laughs> Is that, y'all got more questions than this one, man? Come on. No, that was the one. That's word. it? Okay, okay. Woo, I did get off light on that. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take it. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Black Spark Speech. Oh, shit. That's simple science. Knowledge. Life hacks and shit. This week, I got two things I want to speak about. One is that life can be too much. So, as we started out this whole corona situation, this is a chrysalis moment. Let yourself chill out. Let yourself sit in the dark. Let yourself be quiet. And let yourself be you. This is a transcendental moment if you let it be a transcendental moment. So that's one. Flipping the script, I also want to talk about what's going on in the world, in this nation. We have a lot of information and a lot of misinformation. Mm -hmm. I will say... The lessons that I have learned from my forefathers are that when you really want societal change, we cannot have people, we cannot allow people to divide our thoughts and play these straw man games. People think this romanticized history about what Martin Luther King did, what SNCC did, what Rosa Parks did, what Malcolm did, 
what what the Panthers did, what so many people did. And I will say to you that there are missing pieces in the history that we are taught. People think that sit-ins solve the problem. No, people think that peace solved the problem. No, it was a combination of many factors on both sides that allowed us to progress to where we got to in creating legislation. I will say to you this, if you don't have the force of militants to scare the status quo, you don't ever get to the negotiations. I heard that on somebody's something this week. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ain't got the quote for you right now. And I say that because we have people judging some of the more aggressive things that were going on in the past. And I say that the society that we have is an oppressive society and a repressive society. We have peace through forward force, which is a fallacy. It's just a fear-driven mechanism. And so while I don't want the world to burn down, I do understand that those who are in power don't answer to pacifism. Unless you speak to the money and you boycotting some stuff or you got some formidable militant force, they don't care if you're teaching and sitting in because you still are slave to the capitalist system. Well, the sit-ins weren't even... I mean, the sit-ins themselves, people who went to sit in were peaceful. But the sit-ins led to violent counter-protests. And so I'm, I'm hearing exactly what you're saying, and I'm just saying, like, sometimes the violence doesn't even have to come from us. The violence is, is them, you know, beating people with batons and, and, and spraying water hoses and, and shooting rubber bullets and all this other stuff to people who were peaceful. So we came here to be peaceful. Y'all were violent. Now y'all's city is burning. And now y'all want to do something to stop it from burning. <laughs> y'all the ones said was treat us like human beings. And y'all the one who started the violence. Yeah. And and when we say we and y'all, we're not even talking about colors. We're talking about people who refuse to relinquish power. Yeah. What I so I appreciate that interjection. Um, I did also want to say that the romanticized history that we're taught doesn't teach you that after the sit-ins, some other people saw the way violence we were responded to with violence, mm-hmm. and they in kind responded with violence. So they was like, oh, these peaceful, peaceful dudes mm-hmm. got some other dudes in a back pocket, and mm-hmm. if we wild out on them, they show us the violence too. And they people were not ready for that kind of... Mm-hmm. We weren't ready for civil war at that point. So they were like, oh, they're not just talking. Mm-hmm. They got some other shit that might pop off too. So I say to everybody who's trying to make change, hold it down, know your role, collaborate, plan, plot, strategize, and we can actually have some significant change. And then I got a third part. This is more comedic, but I'm confused. When did we start calling ourselves blacks? <laughs> when did this happen? I, I, I know us as black people, as people of African descent, as Moors, as aboriginals, as all these different names. But I didn't see anything about us being blacks until I saw Blacks for Trump. And I was like, what did that, what the hell, who was Blacks? Mm-hmm. I never call myself Blacks. I'm Panamanian, I'm West Indian, I'm Brooklyn. Yeah, most like, black people don't say Blacks. Yeah, we it's black, say black people. people. Like, I'm a human being, I'm not a black. And we don't say whites either. We don't say whites. <laughs> who does that? So, 
so I'm glad you said that because mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking earlier. And I'm like, this is not a, this is, yeah, we playing chess, but this is not actual black and white. I'm brown. Mm-hmm. You less brown. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what are y'all talking about? So that tells me that there's some kind of nefarious <laughs> metaphysical still, energy. Yeah, it's still and, dehumanizing. And dehumanizing. Like, mm-hmm. we're othering each other. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I still do Black Lives Matter and things of that nature, but this whole, there's an idea around blacks that doesn't work for and me. And whites. And whites. That's like, that's, it's trash. Like, what is, what don't you understand about that? And so it creates these fallacies of who we actually are, and we're not human beings in those yeah. identities. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because I don't know who started it. <laughs> um, and, and it's new to me. Right. Right. I don't say I'm a black. Right. I say exactly. I'm black because that helps you understand. Right. And we can easily move past that. But I don't say I am a black. You right. are a white. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Leave us a message in the comments. Yeah. Are Let us know what you think. Or black people. Yeah, please help me understand. <laughs> I just, it was new. It's new to me. Yeah. So, all right. That's all I got to say. Sweet. It's Nia's need to know. It's Nia's need to know. Ratchet random. It's Nia's need to know. Yes, it's my turn. Something, 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 something unique they need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. So I said I was watching the Trump situation today. Mm. Not the actual rally. I didn't watch the actual rally, but just the build up to it. How many people were out there? Were they acting crazy? Were there Black Lives Matter protesters? How was the police acting? Just, you know, scoping the scene from, you know, my couch. And apparently... (laughs) No, I'm listening. I'm just here for it. So for the past week, there have been two camps. Of course, there's the Trump camp that's like, we're coming out to Tulsa. We got a million people who who ordered tickets online or signed up to come. We're super excited. This is Trump's um, coming out party, pretty much. This is the kickoff to his campaign, blah, blah, blah. So excited. We're not going to make people wear masks, but we'll make them sign a waiver before coming inside so that if they do catch coronavirus, they can't sue us. Fine, whatever. Other side of it is all the rest of the people in the medical community saying this is the prescription Mm -hmm. (laughs) for a mass super spreader coronavirus Mm -hmm. event. Indoors, lots of people, no social distancing, no masks. This is the stupidest thing ever. This is the worst thing that you could be doing as a president because this is the worst example. Because you're supposed to be the most responsible one. Yada, yada, yada. Fast forward to today... They had a whole second stage outdoors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the inside the place seat was 19,000 it could seat. And then they thought a million people were going to come. Even 10%. Let's say 100,000 they thought was going to come. <laughs> <laughs> so they had a whole overflow situation outside. And Trump was supposed to do a low flyover in Air Force One to see the huge crowd waiting really? outside. Land the plane. Drive to the outdoor venue. Do a quick little speech out there. And then go inside to the packed hall and do a big speech in there. Oh, so he thought he was an emperor. Yeah, let me tell you. They... Wow. <laughs> he did the flyover. It was about 12 people outside. Mm. They was all like, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Crickets. Crickets. Then they went inside. The whole top bowl of the arena was pretty much empty. Half of the floor is empty. They were text. Apparently they sent out a mass text to everybody who had said they was coming. Like, hey, there's still room. You can still come. <laughs> 
Mind you, people have been sleeping outside on the street to get in to get into this event from like six days ago. Six days? I yeah. thought it was like two days. No, they've been out there for almost a week, just wow. sleeping on the sidewalk, talking about we waiting for Trump. They y'all didn't need to do that, boo. There was plenty of room inside. <laughs> Why do you make them? Oh, I don't know. No, okay, they came early because they wanted to make sure they got in. I'm saying why they make them wait outside, but I get why because the venue's not open. Right. Okay, I get it. So, anyway, the gag is. Oh my God. Shout out to the K pop stands. Apparently, the K pop stands, people on TikTok and teens, just random teenagers that's bored in the house and they in the house bored. <laughs> bored in the house, bored yeah. in the house. Uh. They went online and they just put up. They said, "We coming, yeah. Mm-hmm. We coming, yeah." They <laughs> clowning. Yeah, they got a bunch of tickets. Just oh my fake God. accounts. <laughs> Yo, they savage. <laughs> Shout out to K-pop fans. I feel like I need to That's buy a BTS album or something because like, <laughs> I really, I really need to get into this. I don't need to know what you're saying. Is clearly y'all dancing to it, so it's danceable. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to do that. Shout out to y'all. Oh, you funny. So that was great. An impressive strategy, I might add. Yes, North Face, or as we say it in New York, the North Face. North Face. Yeah. <laughs> North Face. What is I that? I nope. <laughs> you got yes, yes, North Face. North Face said they have decided to take all of their ads off of Facebook because Facebook has become a right-wing conspiracy theory sharing site mm. and they don't care if you lie in your political ads well, or yeah, nothing yeah. and lots of people, you know, QAnon and Boogaloo Boys and all these crazy white right both both of those white right-wing extremists is mm. <laughs> just you know infected the whole site and zuckerberg ain't doing nothing about it because he getting money so north face was like okay well we're not putting no more ads on they're the first major company to back out of any advertising on facebook i'm praying that mm. others follow they Divest. yeah they're doing mm. so because they don't appreciate the racist nature of facebook anymore and i think more companies need to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud of North Face, and if I was uh, living in New York, I'd buy one. But it's not cold nah. here. Yeah, <laughs> we're not doing that. That's always some money. A guy has one in the closet. Yeah, I do. I like taking it out from time to time. I was trying to get him to buy me the matching one, but he didn't want to buy it for me last time. Really? Yeah. I'm mad at you for that. It was like really? 16 years ago. <laughs> I remember you not wanting it. Nope. It was shorter, and it was mad cute. No, it was orange, and I wanted it, and you refused to buy it for me. And um, I'm still hanging that over your head. Okay, well, <laughs> go ahead if that's what you want to do with your life. <laughs> bad man. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, D.L. Hughley was doing a comedy mm. show, passed out on stage. People on Twitter was like, yeah, he passed out, he passed out, you know, coronavirus, getting real. You know, and people are like, no, chill out. You know, he could just be tired, dehydrated. You know, it's hot in there, blah, blah, blah. Today, he gets on Instagram and he's like, yeah, I was dehydrated. I was tired. I passed out on the stage, rushed to the hospital. They do a battery of tests and I actually am positive for COVID-19. Mm. He's like, I don't have any symptoms. No cough, no difficulty breathing, no low-grade fever. He can still smell. No, yeah, no no <laughs> loss of taste or smell. He's like, 
only way I knew that something was wrong was I passed out. Mm. So he's like, of all the other symptoms that they say you should look out for, mm-hmm. if you pass out, <laughs> mm, that's a pretty clear sign. You should probably get checked. Probably get checked. But I say this to say I went through I went through as much as I could of his Instagram. He does like a podcast or a radio show. Yeah, He's he like not too far away from his co-host. And yep. that was like three days ago. I'm like, she better get to. This is what I'm trying to tell people. Like many people who have coronavirus are asymptomatic or the symptoms look so much like other things. I have a bunch to say about this. California and so many other states are reopening, even though the numbers are spiking. And I was super excited to start to get back out and do our regular, some more of our regular things. And I had to remind myself, I am not from Cali. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I'm from New York City. Mm-hmm. And my friends and my family, I know a good eight to ten people who were on death's door mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. coronavirus. I know that the morgues were so full that there were you there was a U-Haul truck outside of a funeral home full of dead bodies mm-hmm. from people mm-hmm. who had died from coronavirus. And I think that because people here and in other parts of the country that were not hard hit they don't understand understand. this devastation they don't don't understand understand what this could actually do it's not a game yo it's not a game i mean when he when he passed out and talked about it today i remember i know someone who passed out three times during their coronavirus struggle and woke up wet with poop like their whole body just gave out on them (laughs) like they could have died I know of somebody who said it felt like the muscles that you would use to breathe just stopped working. Yes, I remember that. I know of somebody who said it was like their body was rolling Jumanji dice. Mm. (laughs) Like you didn't know how you were going to feel from minute to minute. These are the stories that I know of. And these are people with pre-existing conditions, without pre-existing conditions. One of my uncle is a nursing home in Brooklyn, New York. And you would think that that would mean a death sentence for him. He got coronavirus. He didn't have not near symptom, not a one. Mm-hmm. They only found it because he they tested everybody. Mm-hmm. He was completely asymptomatic. Now this man's got liver failure, heart disease. Like he yeah. got all yeah. the things. Yeah, all the things. And he's around all these people in this enclosed setting in the worst kind of place that they say you could be in. And, and he ain't, and he's good. So. It's a freaking crapshoot. And people need to stop acting like it's the flu. I have colleagues, both medical doctor colleagues and chiropractic colleagues, who the chiropractic colleagues are kind of taking it like, oh, you know, some, not all, some are taking it like, oh, you know, you just need to boost your immune system. My medical doctor colleagues are like, this thing is from the people that we're seeing in hospital. This is causing multi-organ, multi-organ injury. Mm. kidney failure blood clots leading to pulmonary embolism heart attack and stroke in older people and in younger people my mom knows of a guy a doctor in hospital who got coronavirus got over it everything was good a week later he is throwing up blood clots blood clots coming out of his nose Mm. so stop with the it's just the flu because it's not Mm. like it's not Mm -mm. yeah for most people it's nothing and yeah, for most people, you're completely asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic, and I get that. But you don't know who is going to hit hard and why. Mm-mm. So I had to remind myself of that. 
<laughs> a couple of days ago when I was ready to go outside and you know, just remind myself that it's you, just sit down. You don't need to remind. <laughs> we're not the gambling type of family. No, we're just gonna wait a little bit longer. We got a two hundred dollar limit on it. Yeah, we're just gonna wait a little bit longer. Yeah. And I would implore all of y'all to do the same. Right, if you right. must go out, wear your mask. Stay far away from people. I've seen people sharing blunts. I know I said that before. I've seen people sharing blunts and really, yeah, on on IG live sharing blunts no, and partying and 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 family dinners and graduation parties and 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 kids playing with cousins and stuff and all that. Like I miss that stuff too. I get that's it. A, that's the thing for me, like about information and misinformation. I'm like, we have all these different outcomes. And all these different behaviors. It's mm-hmm. just a crapshoot right now. It is. And when you don't see it and you don't know anybody who's had it, I can imagine. I can. I, I completely understand why people are living in a fantasy world. Like, yeah, I'm not concerned about this at all. Yeah, that's because you just don't know. You don't know. You just don't know. You ain't got family who ain't been no, through it. You don't have a. You don't have a doctor friend, an infectious disease doctor friend, mm-hmm. who is like, we drowning over here. Yeah. This shit is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm praying for everybody because even now the southern states are like, yeah, our hospitals are starting to get full. Like, for instance, I don't remember which state, which city it was in in Alabama last week where they voted along racial lines. Imagine this. It was a city council or some kind of. I can't remember who voted. Anyway, they had voted to not require masks to be worn. And there were doctors who came in from the major hospital in that city to give their testimony on what they're seeing in the hospital and the and how the ICUs and their beds are overflowing. Like, they're, it's getting real. It wasn't before because it was in rural Alabama or something like that. But now it's getting crazy. Mm-hmm. And so they went there to share their stories to help to influence these people to make, you know, an informed decision. Along racial lines, all of the white people decided, yeah, we don't need to wear masks. And all of the black people on the board decided, yeah, we need to wear masks. Why? The doctors in the room all... Disproportionate impact. Yeah, because they know that it's affecting black people more than it is white people. And so all of the doctors in the room, both black and white, who had just came to testify to give their accounts of what's going on, they all just stormed out. They're like, these people are not listening to us. They don't actually care about the citizens Wow. Why? What are we wow. doing? I need to go back into the hospital, and I need to be there for these people, and I need to help to. And I just watch them shoot themselves. And I just what? Damn. I don't understand what the issue is with not listening to the people who actually see what's happening. Yeah, it's. I I I go back. I can't to imagine whole... that it's just money. I just really. Oh, not not even that. I'm thinking about the intellectualism. Oh, for sure. There's, and it's just, like, again, if you don't know, you don't know. If you're not exposed to it, you they're resistant to new information. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. Anyway, so that's... So I am going to continue to be in my house. Some people had masks, washed hands, did all the things, and still somehow weren't safe enough. Mm. And so take as much safety precautions as you can. And it's airborne. <laughs> Yeah, let's just say it. Let's just say it. It's airborne. They're talking about droplets that linger in the air for a good three, four hours. That's airborne. That's airborne. airborne. (laughs) Man. Yeah. Man. From talking, like Mm -hmm. what I'm doing right now, Mm -hmm. which is what D.L. Hughley has been doing with that lady co-host of his for however long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She better get checked. Anyway, so Juneteenth was 
this week. And I'm very excited that it was so publicly celebrated this time around. Yes. Unfortunately, it was publicly celebrated because of Trump's stupid ass. <laughs> because he disrespected the holiday and didn't re- and whether he knew or not that he was disrespecting it, he disrespected it. And so people were like, okay, now we're going to have to really show out. Mm. Even though we should be social distancing. <laughs> uh, yeah, how about that? <laughs> anyway, I was super happy that it was... Uh, so widely celebrated and so publicly celebrated this time and I was on a zoom call listening to some poetry people had to, on the zoom call um, chose different poems to read by black poets and I didn't know so I didn't participate <laughs> no one asked me to participate hmm. but I actually have written a poetry book that I'm yeah, you share with y'all. yeah you have I'll be trying to get you to show people it's boom <laughs> This was from, oh goodness, at least 15 years ago. At least, 2003. No, 2004 probably. Probably, yeah. So, this is my send-off. Alright, come on, send them off, baby. (laughs) It's called Freedom Thoughts. Oh, look at that picture. I need a job. This book is so cute. It's awesome. (laughs) Try to told you. Maybe you're coming around. Maybe you you hear that calling. No, I don't hear no calls. Okay. (laughs) This poem is entitled, Freedom Thoughts. You supposed to snap. Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay. I want to be free. Free like the roots of a tree. I could grow deep into the ground, twist, wiggle, and twirl around. I could break through concrete and man-made streets, and no one could stop me. That kind of free. I want to be free. Free like mountains, standing tall, standing strong. There's no question where I belong. I am here and this is me, that kind of free. I want to be free, free like water, gently lapping against the shores, rushing waterfalls or torrential downpours. I'd flow from low to high and high to low, making my way to where I want to go, to where I want to be, that kind of free. I want to be free. Free like not in captivity. The kind of free where I ain't had to ask nobody to give it to me. Free not because it's a right, but because that's the way it's supposed to be. You know? That kind of free. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just say to my people, get free. Get free. (laughs) Spark it up, y'all. Spark it up. Thanks for checking us out. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the Black Spark Podcast. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening.